Hey everybody, you're back with Inline Believers again. Uh, last week, uh, Steve recorded a very good podcast regarding what he dubbed his random thoughts, which actually I didn't think weren't quite as random as he did. I think if you want to go back and listen to it, if you haven't already, uh, check it out because I think his foundation for last week's podcast was grace. It was faith over legalism, which much of the New Testament is in regard to. And in fact, I think if if you go back and, and you were to read a lot of Paul's writings, that was what the majority of, well, maybe not the majority, but very, very much of what he wrote about, especially to the, the Jews at the time, was regarding living a life of faith over uh, works. And the reason, I mean, one of the main reasons is because when we get to heaven, we're not going to have the right to boast. It's not going to be because of our own works that we showed up there. We're not going to be asking each other, hey, so what did you do to get here? Well, the answer is going to be the same for everybody. Well, I had faith. So really it was by the grace of God that I'm here and by the sacrifice and and God's mercy and, and so on. So Go check out Steve's podcast when you get the opportunity, if you haven't already. It's a good one. And a good reminder that we live a life of uh, under grace through faith. So this week, I didn't really know what to talk about, which is often the case with me. I prayed about it this week. We we didn't have our kids all weekend. It was, it was amazing. And uh, <laughs> so I had a chance to really think about, well... What am I going to talk about? I couldn't really come up with a whole lot. So I prayed about it. God, what do you want me to talk about? I I don't know. And I think one of the most beautiful things about Christianity is the word says that the Lord will write his will on your heart. So it's like I told the guys that I work with who are wondering what God has in store for them. See, we've had a lot of weird stuff going on at work and we've all been left in kind of this weird place and we're all wondering well where is God going with this and what does he want us to do what is his will for us and I was really reminded that you know if you love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength the word says that he will write his will on your heart and actually I had a great reminder in reading my commentary bible from Pastor John Corson that the Lord works in several ways and one of the ways is that he writes his will on your heart. So do what you want. If you're in line with, with the Word of God, and if you're in line with God, then do what you want. And it's going to be in line with his will. Another way is open the Word and read it. It's amazing how many times I open the Bible with a question, and it's answered in a clarity that I couldn't have even imagined before opening this book. This is truly God's Word. And so if you have a question, ask the question, then open the word. And another way that he works is through our friends, our brothers, our brothers in Christ, even through somebody who's totally unsuspected. God will will use people in amazing ways. And, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one believer uh, sharpens another. So listen to other believers, you know, ask them your questions. So... Uh, not sure where I was going with that, but I wanted to just, you know, mention that, uh, I didn't know what to talk about this week. 
I prayed about it. And certain things just keep coming up. One of the things that keeps coming up is something that uh, I mentioned in an Instagram post. And if you didn't see it, it's uh, from John Cooper. So John Cooper is the lead singer of a band called Skillet. And uh, he's a devout Christian, as is his wife, who also is in the band. And he had a, a, a great post. Now, I'm not going to spoil it. So if you get on, look up John Cooper uh, from Skillet and find that post regarding so many people that have fallen away from the faith. And I'm not talking about just uh, people that really don't have a platform. Like, I personally don't have a great big platform, okay? I have this teeny tiny platform here in podcast world. And so the few people that, that actually listen to us for some reason, <laughs> uh, these are the, you know, you folks are the people who who hear me. However, there's people like this, this writer, uh, and I don't recall his name, who encouraged people to stay pure before marriage. What, which parenthetically, that's pretty awesome. Okay. Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks. People thought he was crazy because he didn't kiss his fiance before they got married. That's an amazing thing. And that is, that's big. That's discipline. That's, that's faith. And that's living out your faith. So that's pretty stinking cool. But this writer, who encouraged so many people to be pure, recently decided that, well, he's done with it. He, his faith has become shaky, and so he is telling people, uh, I'm sorry that I encouraged you to do this, and I'm walking away from my faith. Well, why can't we walk away in silence? Right? I mean, if, if you absolutely are having that much trouble with your faith, first of all, your faith is not rooted in in truth and in the word of God. And, and that bothers me. Okay, we want we want to encourage people to get into the word. We want to chase those doubts away. However, if somebody gets to that point, why does it have to be public? Why do they have to go and try to bring a whole bunch of other people down with them? That to me is ridiculous. And so when I, when I was thinking about this topic, and we'll talk about another one later because I I want to talk about something else too, but this one in particular, and then apparently there's some singer for a worship group, um, Hillsong or something like that, who is apparently also questioning their faith and doing so very publicly. And like I said, these aren't people who nobody's heard of. These are people with thousands and thousands of, uh, I don't know of a better word than followers. And it's unfortunate to me that we as humans follow other humans. We should really follow Christ. Unless it's somebody... Okay, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, Paul's a different story, okay? So if you read Paul's writings, yes, absolutely follow Paul as he followed Christ. Okay, but, but for these people who are turning their back on the faith questioning it openly and all this stuff. They are humans. Okay? Uh, as for me and my family, we'll serve the Lord. I'm not going to follow after other people. 
I'm not going to follow the example of human beings because human beings are prone to error. They have been since the beginning, since Adam. And Adam was our, he was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the one that set the example. Well, he set the wrong example. He essentially turned the world over to sin. And so there is something good to come out of this. Okay, now, if you know me very well, you know that I am very interested in end-time prophecy. Not because I want the world to end, not because I'm a fear monger or anything like that, but because it just amazes me. All these prophecies throughout the Bible that have been fulfilled perfectly. And it's not a vague prophecy. These aren't vague prophecies. These are these are very, very specific. Even down to how many days until the Messiah from the book of Daniel. Or uh, also from the book of Daniel. Or sorry, was it Daniel or Jeremiah? Anyway, that the, the Jews will be taken away captive for 70 years. Exactly 70 years later, there's a pro- proclamation and from the king and the Jews were sent back to uh to Jerusalem. Amazing. Only the only the Bible, only God's word has the audacity to make such incredible prophetic uh statements and have them come true. So, I want to read to you Just real quick here, Matthew 24. So Matthew 24 is end-time prophecy from the mouth of Jesus himself, from the Son of God himself. Okay, so Matthew 24. Let's go to verse 10 here. It says, At that time many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Now, you could say that this has been happening for a long time. You really could. We could say that many will turn away from the faith. Well, yeah, that's that's been happening for a while. But we can also say that the end, the beginning of the end, was when Jesus ascended to heaven. Okay, we've been living in the end times since then. However, the end of the end, the end of this life as we know it, we are right upon it. We're right on the heels of that. And I... I say that because in no other, no other time in history have there been people able to have so much influence over such a great number of people as they do now. Thank you, social media, for that. Now, I've got a problem with social media, too. It, it has its good uh, aspects, but there's also a lot of crud, and I'm not going to talk about that today. However, getting back to the point here, there are so many people that are following these these folks that are falling away from the faith, and it's causing causing quite a stir among people whose faith may not quite be as strong. Okay. Now, I was going to read from James chapter three, which says that those who are teachers who are in leadership roles will be judged harsher when they get to heaven because of the great responsibility that they've taken on themselves. So I guess I just kind of paraphrase it. So these people who are causing so many people to fall away from their faith, and I suspect that they are, they are going to be judged harsher. 
And the problem with us is that we idolize people instead of idolizing God who is worthy. If we want to have a solid faith, let's get into the Word. Let's get into the Word. Let's read the true Word of God. And I want to encourage you all to do that and encourage myself to do that. You know what? I do it nightly. I try not to do it out of ritual, but I try to do it because I want to have a relationship with God. And in order to have a relationship with somebody, you have to be able to communicate. So I talk to God, and oftentimes the way he talks to me is through his word. Okay, so, okay, I think I've beat that horse pretty much to death. So get into the word, stop listening to people, and I get it. I totally get it. It happened to to John, not John the Baptist, but preacher John, okay, John the John the Apostle. It happened to him in the book of Revelations. On two separate occasions, he fell down before the angel, and he was he was corrected both times pretty quickly. So if it happens to John and he idolizes those that bring the word even for a very short time I believe he was just overwhelmed with the word itself however if it can happen to John it can certainly happen to me it can certainly happen to you okay so the other little rant of mine uh mass shootings police being shot this is this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous one weekend two shootings right two mass shootings um and there's so much to be talked about, especially in regard to gun control. Okay, but I'm not going to get into that because I actually listened to a different podcast today uh, from Pastor Jack Hibbs down in uh, Calvary Chapel, is it Chino Hills, I think, California? And it's on YouTube. I'm going to put the link into our uh, description for this episode today long as I can remember it. I'll also try to put it on Instagram for you. It it took the words right out of my mouth. I've been saying this for the longest time. The, the problem is not guns. It has never been guns. You look at France and people are getting hit by cars. You can't you can't make cars illegal. You can't make knives illegal. You can try to make guns illegal, but then only Criminals will have guns, and then there'll be no self-defense. And a little side note here, the Second Amendment was written so that the government did not have too much power. Uh, I wouldn't exactly recommend watching the movie, but there's an amazing quote comes from, v, uh, from the movie V for Vendetta, where he says, people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. And that's why you should have a well-armed government of good people. And the majority of people who do own guns are good. Now, I don't want to get into debate on here, so I apologize for kind of going off on a tangent there. But what I do want to talk about is the evil in the hearts of men. Now, even Jeremiah said that uh, that the heart is wicked above all things. Who can know it, right? So, yeah, there's a wickedness, wickedness in the heart of man and it's become worse because we no longer believe the truth. Okay, the truth, when I say the truth, I mean the Word of God. Okay, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
And so when people start to deny the truth, they believe the lie. So when you start to believe the lie, that opens you up for a darkness in your heart, okay? Or a heart of stone even, because the Bible says that he will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. But if you don't allow him to do that, you're going to be cold. You're going to be so cold inside. So I, b I believe we have the right to defend ourselves. And I'm going to I'm gonna steal a little bit here from Pastor Jack Hibbs because I hadn't actually looked at this this next verse in this particular context. I had, I just, I've written this many times, but I just keep just kind of reading past it, not really letting it take root in me. But this is interesting to me. So Luke 22, verse 36. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples, okay? This is just before he's going to be... Uh, just before he's going to be crucified, actually. Just before he's going to be arrested and then taken to the cross. He's talking to his disciples. He said to them, But now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Now listen, I'm going to overlook the fact that these disciples maybe had, you know, uh, bags and purses. Let's just pretend that... That they're satchels, okay? Seriously, men, satchels, whatever. But he says to go and buy a sword. Why would he say to go and buy a sword? It's to defend themselves. We have a right in this society to defend ourselves. Now, I, I would like to think that if Jesus shared this with us today, he would probably say, hey, go and sell your manly satchel and get yourself a gun. Maybe a knife, maybe a sword. I don't know. But go and get yourself something to defend yourself because the good people will probably have to defend themselves. Now, I, I myself kind of think that the way that this world's going, we may have to defend ourselves. The world's getting to be a dark place. And uh, people can't just disagree anymore. I mean, look at, look at the news. Look at Fox News and CNN. People are unable to disagree agreeably. There's animosity everywhere. And this comes to fruition, especially in these youngsters that are committing mass shootings and mass stabbings and plowing into crowds and vans and whatnot. This is, this is an evil time. And it's because of the lack of a heart for God. I truly believe that. So, what I want to conclude with is how do we defend against this? Let me get to the right uh, verse here. So, I actually think it's kind of funny. You always hear this whole, uh, never bring a knife to a gunfight. Well, here to, I'm, I'm here to tell you something a little bit different, okay? Here's what I'm going to recommend. Regardless of your views on gun, to, gun control, I can disagree with you agreeably if you feel that guns need to be controlled more. Okay, that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion, and I'm not going to get angry about it. What I am going to say is there is only one way to combat the violence, the hate, the darkness, the evil in this world. And I'm looking at it right now. I am literally looking at it right now. It's not a gun. It's not a knife. It's not 
it's not a car, okay? What it is comes right out of Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay. So. Always bring a sword to a gunfight. Okay. And what I'm saying is, if we can spread the word of God, if we can spread the love of God, that's the only thing that can combat this darkness. Okay, and I don't think that the devil wants anybody to know this because he's sitting back and enjoying this. He's enjoying the lie that's spreading. But I tell you, the falling away from the faith is causing these guns to come out and be used against each other. It's the hate in the heart of men. It's the evil in the heart of men. And the only thing that can combat that is the sword. And when I say the sword, I mean the Word of God, okay? For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. So, there's my conclusion. Get into the Word. Share your faith. It's easier than you think. Talk to people. Listen to the Holy Spirit speaking through you, okay? You're not going to be called to necessarily stand on the corner with a sandwich board that says, whatever, Jesus is coming, uh... You know, repent and so on and so on. But allow the Lord to work through you and listen to the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, okay? If he says, hey, share with that guy, uh, give that guy a dollar, or shake that person's hand, help that person with their groceries, mow that person's lawn. It's allowing the Lord to work his salvation for others through you, okay? You and I are tools of the Lord, and believe me, that is an amazing place to be. So share the Word of God. Save your buddies. Save the strangers. You might just be saving somebody from committing whatever atrocity. Okay. Well, I think that's all I got. I know Steve's got some guests coming up. Uh, I should also have some guests coming up. Sometimes summers are difficult. People are on vacations and so on. But... Uh, We'll get you some other people on here to listen to besides us, because even I get sick of listening to the sound of my own voice. Uh, often. So, that said, God bless. Oh, uh, before I let you go, I wanted to pray for a friend of ours, uh, Stephen Mine, who's actually going in for surgery tomorrow. So we want to lift him up in prayer. Uh, his name's John. We're just going to leave it at that. As to not embarrass him or anything. But uh, Heavenly Father, we lift John up in prayer. We ask that you would guide the surgeon's hands, that you would bring a peace to his family and to him, and that his recovery would be quick, and that your glory would be allowed to be seen through his, his progress and through his healing, and that hopefully, Father, that you will reach his doctors also in the process. So we thank you for John. Uh, we ask that you continue to bless him as he blesses us as well. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, amen. Okay, guys and gals. Like Steve said, if you have requests, send them our way. All right, we're open to whatever. If uh, you have some problem with what we're sharing, that's cool too. We're always open to that kind of stuff. Um, we don't want to be just self-help people. We don't want to just be, you know, those who 
don't speak the truth in love. But with that said, you know, we also don't want to be people who only speak truth and beat you over the head of the Bible or only speak love and send you down a happy uh, red brick road full of flowers straight to hell. So um, hopefully we're speaking the truth in love. And if you have folks that you want to share with, but you don't quite know how to do it, this is always an option. You know, we've told people about our podcasts and it has been an open door to actually communicate with them. So that's also an option for you. Uh, but that being said, it's not about Steve and me. Definitely not about us. It's about God. So God bless. Have a safe week. Let us know what we can do for you. Bye.